And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted Dawson Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And this is Ted, and I have no idea where Austin is. He's probably having internet problems, but he'll be with us, I'm sure, momentarily. But good morning, you guys. I had the privilege and the honor of praying for you today, and that makes my day. It really does. I'm so blessed to be part of what we do as a nation and as a group of patriots and as the listeners to the Ted and Austin Brower Show and to all of you. Uh, yesterday, I had the privilege of communicating with one of our listeners out of Canada, a great lady, and uh, now I'm having the privilege of communicating with you guys, and it's just wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I had a text come in yesterday, and, and, it, was, and, it, was, and it was interesting. It was because I was yesterday, I was talking about a garden of weeds and you know how we have to call a garden of weeds a garden of weeds. And I had somebody send me a really, really good text, a very good analogy on that. And I wanted to start off with that today because, you know, whenever I get feedback from you guys as listeners, it makes it really nice because I know at least this point, you know, you guys are listening to me. And we were, and what happened is he was talking about the Garden of Weeds being the United States of America and how Donald Trump is basically a Venus flytrap in the middle of that Garden of Weeds. And that Venus flytrap is specifically designed to catch patriots. And I thought, wow, what an incredibly good analogy. And here's his exact quote that he said. The United States is a garden of weeds. Donald Trump is a Venus flytrap weed, and the patriots are the flies he's currently digesting. Thank you so much, Mike. That, that was great. And I, and I love the fact that you listened to the show and you actually you know, made some comments about the show. And it, and it means the world to me when you guys send me texts like that or send me emails like that. I'm, I'm behind on my emails again. I'll try to catch them up this week. But guys, listen to me. This is a state of the nation show kind of this morning and what's going on. And, you know, we need to realize they're coming for our guns. They're coming for our cars and pretty much everything else because they want to own everything. And they're, they're going to continue to do this as long as we don't put up an effort to stop them. But the vast majority of the people in America simply don't know that. This is an article by Chuck Baldwin. I love Chuck. Don't let the rhetoric of Joe Biden and his gaggle of gun grabbers fool you. They are coming for our guns. Their anti-Second Amendment agenda has nothing to do with common sense gun legislation or safety, and they know it. They are bloodthirsty wolves talking in the tongue of harmless sheep. They are deceivers and they are despots. But in fact, the totalitarians now entrenched in Washington, D.C. are coming after much more than our guns. They're coming after our cars. They're coming after our gas generators and our ovens. They're coming after our bank accounts coming after our freedom of speech, they're coming after our right to privacy, and they're coming after our children. In short, they're coming after our liberty and our very national existence. Wow. Let's start with this report. Firearm owners should avoid travel to Massachusetts and consider moving if they already live there. According to gun rights organizations concerned about a gun control bill making its way through the state legislature, if Massachusetts makes House Docket 4420 law, Massachusetts will become the most anti-gun state in the country. August Hine, the director of political operations for the National Association of Gun Rights, told Fox News. What Massachusetts is clearly trying to do here is basically repeal the Second Amendment as we know it. Remember, it started out there in New Mexico. The 140-page bill, an act of modernizing firearm laws, makes sweeping changes to Massachusetts gun laws. This is bad news for any gun owner that lives in Massachusetts. In addition to that, here's a short list of some of the medical disorders that could qualify a Tennessee citizens from exercising the right to keep and bear arms per the medication prescribed for the treatment. In Florida, we already have that if you're taking or using marijuana 
and THC for any type of mental stability or any type of illness. You can't be a concealed firearms, firearm owner licensee. Post-traumatic stress targets most veterans, of course. Anorexia, premenstrual syndrome, eating disorders could basically prevent you from having a gun in Tennessee. Nerve pain, male sexual problems if you're impotent because you haven't basically taken care of yourself and you have basically, how should I say, calcium built up in the arteries that feed your reproductive organs. They can't work properly. And if you don't have enough nitric oxide in your system, you don't have enough vitamin E in your system to send the blood, and you've got male problems and you're impotent, you may have to be relying on Viagra, which would cause basically blindness and deafness. If you've got that problem and you're impotent, you can't own a gun in Tennessee if you're being prescribed drugs if this legislation goes on. Hmm, how about that? Jeez. You know, oh, this is crazy, Austin. Insomnia. If you can't sleep, might as well just not have a gun. Postpartum depression. You've got a baby, you can't have a gun. Fibromyalgia. Hypochondria. So if you're sick and always sick, uh, I remember one time I heard a pastor say this, and it was funny. He went to the funeral of a hypochondriac, and the hypochondriac had died, and the tombstone said, I told you I was sick. <laughs> so <laughs> chronic headaches, attention deficit disorders. If you're a kid and you're on Adderall or Ritalin or an adult on Adderall or Ritalin, Ritalin you, can't have a, you can't own a gun. If you have sleep disorders or personality disorders, if you're obese, you can't have a gun. Under Governor Lee's proposed gun confiscation bill, protecting medical privacy such as HIPAA and others would be suspended, and the physicians or pharmacists would be required by law. To report these are medications used to treat the above disorders to the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, which could trigger confiscation of the person's firearms. Wow. Think about that. And as, and as Chuck, Chuck reported earlier, prominent Tennessee Southern Baptist leader Brent Leatherwood has publicly endorsed Lee's communistic gun confiscation proposal. Now, I'm going to say this when it comes to these pastors that want gun confiscation. These pastors that tell their congregation to take the clot shot. These pastors that tell the congregation that because of the Book of Romans, we have to obey unconstitutional laws, in many cases laws that go against the word of God. These pastors that basically tell us to shut up and go along to get along, to me, they're not pastors. They're not flock leaders. They're not shepherds. They are hirelings. That's all they are. And they need to be taken out of their pulpit. They need to be removed from office. They don't have the right to call themselves a pastor. They don't have the right to give out bad information. If you have a law, that's contrary to the word of God. As far as I'm concerned, as a Christian, there's absolutely no reason whatsoever and no justification for you to obey it, period. Now, does that mean you've got to go out and blatantly do things that you shouldn't do, get yourself arrested? No, you don't have to do that either. But you can ignore that kind of stuff. Because quite frankly, I'm like with Austin. You know, We don't vote for the stuff that they do with our money. They hold a gun to our head, and they say you're going to pay X amount of taxes, and if you don't do it, we're going to come take your stuff and put you in jail. You know, so we have a basically we're forced into compliance. But the reality is then they take and give the money to the Ukraine over a hundred billion dollars, probably much, much more. They fund Operation Warp Speed with it. They do all the other things that we don't want them to do with it, but they don't bother to tell us and give us a choice of what they're going to do with it as they borrow increasingly larger amounts of money to give away to other foreign countries and we can't even afford to pay our own bills. They don't tell you what you're going to do with the money. They just take it by force and they do whatever they want to do with it. To me, that's already unbelievably unreal, and that's tyranny in the highest form. It really is. And then we have these congressional leaders and these senators that go in and basically comply with everything the government wants them to do. And like I said to you the other day, What's the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats now? Nobody does anything. You know, when, when Donald Trump had the House and the Senate, his first two years in office, he couldn't get anything passed. He couldn't get Obamacare repealed. Nothing. Because they're both entrenched because they're both being blackmailed 
by the Jeffrey Epstein CIA Mossad clan that has basically got these people on videotape. Why don't we have the thousand perpetrators who raped these young girls? Why did we never get their names? Why didn't we see the tapes? Why have they not been prosecuted for what they did for raping these children? Well, because they still are political figures in most cases and judges in most cases, and they have too much value to the deep state as far as controlling them. Wow, you think about that for a second. You know, according to figures from the finance website Inside Monkey, the majority of the most dangerous metropolitan area in the United States are held by Democratic Party political leaders. Insider Monkey was able to organize the top 30 cities in the United States that use the FBI's quarterly uniform crime report and police department data. And Zero Hedge reported on finding the top 15 cities for this list. Chicago, number of cities right now. Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, murder in 2023, 166 murders. Philadelphia, 165. Phoenix, Arizona, 137. Dallas, 126. Baltimore, 112. Houston, 109. Also, Los Angeles, New York City, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Detroit, Washington, Louisville, Memphis, St. Louis. Wow. This is the reality of living in a blue jurisdiction. Whether it's in a city or a state, these areas are marked by policies that coddle criminals and disarm the law-abiding citizen. And there's this report. The World Economic Forum admits taking away everybody's car is their actual goal. That's what they want to do. That's why there's another United Auto Workers strike. They're cutting the supply lines again. One of the WEF partners, a group, recently released a report pontificating that private car ownership needs to end. Of course, this fascist claim is necessary to end cars to stop the fake crisis of global warming. Folks, make no mistake. This is why they are publishing this fantasy idea that electric vehicles are the future. They know full well that EVs are not going to work long term as transportation option for long distance travel, but they want to force the car industry to stop making gas powered cars and commit all EVs. And they want local governments to put so many obstacles in the way of gas cars before everyone fully realizes that EVs are not really a viable solution. So why is Biden and his green Nazi fascist pushing the EV so hard? One reason, one reason only to eliminate privately owned cars altogether. It is their desired future. Only the super rich will have privately owned vehicles and no one else. This is their actual goal. And now the WEF and its partners have admitted it. So guys, here's the point. Chuck is right this morning about covering all the stuff. How long are we going to sit here and allow them to do this to us? United Auto Workers, the union, complete communist. They're being controlled again by the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab. And all of the cronies underneath them that basically do all the things they shouldn't ought to do in the bump in the middle of the night. This is the group that runs it all. Until our pastors and our pulpits wake up and start talking about the truth of who these people are and what the end goals are going to be, we will continue to see the entire planet slide into the tyranny of Lucifer and the fallen angels again, just like happened in Genesis chapter 6. That's why we have to put on the full armor of God, and we've got to stand our ground every single day. Austin, what do you think? Good to have you with us, and what's your next story? Oh, absolutely, bud. It's great to be with you. There's no question about it. You know, I had a, another buddy the other day ask me about that as far as what's going on with the United Auto Workers and the striking. And I said, do you ever wonder why I said there's not enough charging stations to even come close to – you know, basically taking care of EV vehicles currently, much less if everybody switched over to EV. He's like, yeah, he's like, there's not, there's not enough charging stations. It's not sustainable. It's going to flatten the grid. I said, it's because they're not going to have enough vehicles on the road, period. 
They're not going to allow this many vehicles on the road anymore. They're going to start scaling them back. That's why they're constantly already pushing, you know, public transit more and more and more. They're starting to push railways and high-speed rails more and more. They're starting to push, you know, HOV lanes harder. They're starting to push carpooling harder. And I'm not knocking any of those things because they can be very functional and time-efficient and savings. But on the other hand, too, you got to look at the overall landscape of what you're starting to see with this. There's a reason why the vehicles like the Jeeps and the Broncos and the F-250s and the Chevys and the Colorados and all these vehicles are the ones that are being affected by this strike. There's a reason why the F-150 Lightning EV piece of garbage isn't having an issue with anybody striking you know, there's no issues going on with Tesla and striking. There's no issues with any of these electric cars and striking. It's all affecting the high-value, highly sought-after vehicles that people utilize and use on a regular basis. Just, no, I thought I would mention that. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Overwhelmed Texas City is now declaring a full state of emergency as over 11,000 migrants descended into the city on one night. There's over half. It's population. This population was only like 20,000 people in the city, and they just had 11,000 people mob across into the city in one night. They said this surge has been the largest since basically the Haiti migration. This is insane. And they don't know what to do. They're, they're sitting on top. And there's all these videos sitting on tops of trains, sitting on tops of buses. I mean, just, I'm just coming in. And I mean, what, what do you do in that situation in reality? I mean, law enforcement can't handle that. You can't handle 10,000, 11,000 people coming in. You can't handle, there's 20,000 people in that town. There's probably, you know, 10, 15 law enforcement officers that all do rotational shifts, maybe 20. Shit, you can't, they can't handle any of this. Well, maybe that's the goal, isn't it? To overwhelm these cities with this massive influx right now. There's a reason why you've got some of these border areas. They're actually opening up the gates, literally opening up the gates. I talked to you guys about it two weeks ago. There's like 140 different openings in the, in the wall, in the fence, in the border in Arizona. And they've opened them all up and welded them open now because they said, well, they may get blocked with debris if there's any, there's any uh, wash off. So if there's any flooding, it's going to, you know, we can't, we can't do this. Well, no, obviously it has nothing to do with flooding or, you know, debris getting caught up in the giant fence. They, they want to make sure it's easy access opening for everyone to get in right now in order to make sure that they have the full-blown voters. They don't even have to cheat anymore. This is why so many states now are going in and saying you automatically get a voter ID if you can get a driver's license. There's numerous common states that have already been doing that. Doesn't even matter. You got a driver's license? Got any kind of ID at all? Oh, you automatically can vote. That's what they're getting set up to do because obviously people are getting free stuff are going to vote for whoever they're told to vote for so they can keep getting free stuff. I mean, that's not a hard concept to understand. That's gone on since you know the beginning of time, essentially, when you want to control a population. Also, too, this is interesting as well. I told Dad about this yesterday. Is This is just more and more mind-boggling, almost mind-numbing, how involved and how pretty much the entire January 6th, you know, alleged riot, alleged protest was nothing more than a gigantic FBI operation now. is The former head of FBI's Washington field office, Steve Antonio, is blowing the whistle on the Bureau's countless number of paid informants who took place in the January 6th debacle. He told the New York Post this week his field office had confidential human sources, or what they're known as confidential informants, basically the FBI pays embedded into the January 6th crowd. But he also explained 
innumerable amount of informants run by other field offices were taking part in the protest, unbeknownst to him at the time, allegedly. I think that's a lie as far as he didn't know about it. But there's no telling with the FBI and how corrupt they are now, where they brought him from. He privately testified to the House Judiciary Committee about the Bureau's use of paid informants and explained the federal agencies polled employees from the basically confidential informants into the January 6th crowd. However, the internal polling was not an audit investigation, didn't provide accurate data. Former Capitol Hill police chief previously, previously already told that the FBI had at least 18 active undercover FBI agents. They had straight up 18 Fed boys in the crowd, plus another 20 undercover Department of Homeland Security agents in the crowd with an additional unknown number of confidential informants they don't even have a real number that they can put up on how many confidential informants were brought in to january 6 from field offices all over the country guys the more we keep researching this the more you keep digging into it the more you start finding out that everything about january 6 was a complete and total setup in order to draw patriots in to protest a stolen election and then flip the script and arrest people, indict people, put people on in jail for the last two years without pretrial release. News flashed anybody, by the way. That's illegal. You can't go in and hold somebody indefinitely without due process. Everybody has a right to a speedy trial. You can't come in and say, you were, you were misdemeanor trespassing on capital grounds. The, you know, the maximum penalty is six months in jail. But, you know, we're still waiting on a trial for you. You've been here for two years now. That's illegal, guys. That is a massive violation of due process. The reason why they're getting away with it is because Washington, D.C. is their own entity. Washington, D.C. is an island. It is not part of the United States, actual United States of America. That's why everybody that got arrested got indicted and got drug up to D.C. Notice how nothing got brought up in any other states. Nobody got arrested down here in Florida and went to jail and went basically to trial in Florida. Everybody got indicted and got drug up to D.C. because they had to put people in essentially these jail cells in D.C. completely stripped of their constitutional rights to make an example about what happened. Except the problem with it is the example that they're making is just showing everyone that we have an absolutely out-of-control rogue agency known as the FBI, and this is not new. This isn't something that just happened overnight. We go all the way back to the siege of Ruby Ridge. You guys want to read up some real history. I was talking to a good friend of mine last night. He actually read the entire synopsis of the story of Randy Weaver. And basically this guy's a green beret, wanting to get away from everything. Goes and buys property up there in Ruby Ridge in Idaho. It wants to just be by himself, talking with militia and patriots and constitutionalists. And basically has a constitutional church up there. And he's talking to everybody about the problem with big government. And suddenly the FBI is basically buys a shotgun from him. Excuse me, the ATF buys a shotgun from him that allegedly is too short. It's complete and total nonsense. It was set up. Then all of a sudden you got FBI agents in full ghillie suits crawling onto his property with ATF agents crawling onto his property. His son basically sees one of them with his dog alerts. He shoots one of the agents. Then the other agent shoots his 14-year-old son on his own property, I might add. And it turns around and they have a complete and total siege of his property to the point where an FBI sniper from 300 meters shoots Vicki Weaver in the face with a 308, allegedly accidentally, then lets her body.
lay there in the cabin and they won't basically send medics and EMTs in because until he basically surrenders. The whole thing was a nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's the same FBI agency that just embedded an unknown amount of confidential informants into the January 6th crowd from an unlimited amount of FBI field stations. That's what the former head of the FBI Washington, D.C. field office, Stephen Antonio, just said. So lest you believe that they're not directly involved in this and they're intentionally doing this, you need to do some research. It's funny because you start reading stuff. The more you read, the more you realize how crazy and how corrupt the deep state is and what's happening and how it's continually growing bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like this giant squid octopus that just keeps getting fed more and more food and nothing kills it. It just keeps growing bigger. That's the deep state. And that's what we're watching now. And that's why people really got to start waking up and using their brains and talking about this and getting the truth out there on a regular basis. That's why so many pastors need to start being more vocal about this in the church. I'm so sick of hearing about it all the time where pastors go, we don't, we don't want to get political. It's not, we don't want to get political. So what, how is everything political now? You're talking about grown men that are complete pervert pedophiles that want to go to the bathroom with little girls. That's somehow political. That's not political. That's perversion. It's an abomination. It's not political at all. Talking about the FBI coming in and doing this massive invasion on January 6th and dragging people out now and arresting them. It's not political. That's deep state January 6th FBI field teams doing what they do. There's nothing political about that. Start talking about what we're seeing now with unlimited corruption and money that's going to Ukraine now. Now BlackRock's getting the trillion-dollar contract to rebuild Ukraine and put in this whole new 5G infrastructure. There's nothing political about that. That's what's really going on. And I've gotten so sick of it now because I've heard it so many times where these pastors don't want to basically get a set of guts on them. And all they want to do is blame everything. We don't get political from the pulpit. We don't want to put everybody. In a bad mood. Everybody needs to be okay with everything. We just need to be uh, loving and go along with everything. Really, really. That's just that's that's the motto we're gonna go. Jesus came in and whipped the money changers out of the temple and flipped their tables over. That doesn't sound like he was putting up with much. Nor did it sound like he was very tolerant of much when it came to abominations. There's a lot of strange things that are starting to happen right now, and it's. It's quite frankly, it's beyond time that people stop talking or start talking about them because there's no question about it. People that are silent, people that do nothing, the only thing you do is allow more bad things to continue to grow and get worse. It's always been the same like that, and it's always been this every single way. You look down up in Canada, lest you think they're going to start trying to control the food. The federal government in Canada is now demanding – Major Canadian grocery stores come up with a plan to stabilize prices, drawing pushback from the food industry. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, that, I'm going to get in on him, said on Thursday that the call comes as Canadians continue to struggle with inflation. He said large grocery chains are making profits. These profits should not be made on the backs of people. We have got to go in now and essentially nationalize the grocery stores and control the prices. Well, first off, you already know where this is going. This is going to full nationalization of every aspect of Com- communism. Communism. That's exactly where this is going. This is, the, this is what he's saying without saying it and trying to spin it off. They want to go in and they want to control the prices on everything. They want to control the food supply, and they, they've already done this in numerous countries. It fails miserably every single time when they do this, but it's because the federal government in Canada and likewise in most other countries as well, they know 
that if you control the food, you control the population. This was very, very evident. We saw this down in Venezuela. Then Venezuela started collapsing. The food was the number one way to control the population, period, hands down, every time, without fail. And this is why it is so important to stay continually stocked up, to stay backed up on supplies and be self-sufficient and have some skill sets that you know to do in the event you have to go to option plan B, plan C, plan D, and actually know what you're doing. Because there's so many people that I talk to on a regular basis. They go, oh, you know, if, if something goes down, well, I'm, I'm just going to run a storm and stock up on some food. I'll just, I'll just be fine. You know, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just go fishing. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll be fine. I'll have plenty of food. Okay, I mean that's that's an option. There's no doubt about it. That's a plan. If you got good enough fishing line and lures and basically bait, and you can handle that. The question is, what happens when everybody starts fishing on the pond or lake that you're in? What happens when everybody descends on the supermarket at the same time and starts drying up all the food? What happens when there is no supply left? Well, you got to go to next options. So always have alternative backup modes of supplies, especially when it comes to security. Whether it be ammunition, whether it be firearms, so I've always told people on a regular basis, I always recommend if you can do so financially, always have a backup of your backup, meaning if you have an AR-15 platform, have two AR-15 platforms. Not that they have to be super fancy and super expensive. You can buy a nice AR now for you know five, six, seven hundred bucks, but having a backup one for backup parts, for you know extra extra bolt, extra trigger group, extra upper, all that stuff on it. So that way you've got an extra one in the event that one goes down, you have a backup, and you have backup ammunition and backup magazines. And another good option to have, especially from a survival weapon, is a lever-action rifle because there's no magazines needed. You have enough you know, round holders on the side of it, and you have a bandolier, and you blow in a backpack. You basically have you know, ammunition, feed it in there on a regular basis. You don't have to worry about losing magazines. They're really accurate. And you go with a .30-06 or .30-30. I mean, those are some heavy hitter rounds. But those are just really important things to think about because I feel like there's definitely some weird stuff happening right now, and it's getting weirder and weirder. And there's definitely a lot of sentiment among the people that I keep talking to now that people know something's odd, something's off, and something's getting very strange right now. And the event that's going to be happening soon, don't know when it is, I'm not telling you time or prediction, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just telling you there's something on the horizon that they're getting set up for. There's a reason why they're massively trying to reduce the population or the uh, the production of vehicles right now. There's a reason why they don't want people being able to travel freely. There's a reason why they're reducing the flights right now. There's a reason why they're trying to get rid of all natural food and organic meat and eggs right now. There's a reason why they're doing it. You look at the writing on the wall, you can usually kind of see what's going on. Like that one movie, Kevin Costner, Open Range, he tells that guy, he goes, if you listen to what people say, they'll tell you their intentions. Even if they don't flat say what their intentions are, you read between the lines, you'll find out what people are going to do. You just got to listen to them. Just thought I would throw that out there. What do you think, Dan? You know, that's a great movie, Open Range. It really is. And uh, that's exactly what Kevin Costner says. He's in there talking to the sheriff. Of this little town, whatever the guy is, is law, the law enforcement magistrate is being paid and bought by the local guy who had the money, probably a high-level mason. <laughs> Just thought I'd mention that. And uh, the guy was from Ireland, and uh, he basically says to him what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. And then he talks about how the group of you know drifters or or basically oh, free rangers had come in there a few years earlier, and they all got shot and blah blah blah. And of course, Kevin Costner is a free ranger. And uh, he says, if you listen closely, he tells you know, Robert Duvall later, if you listen closely to what they say, they'll tell you what they're going to do. If someone tells you they're crazy, there's a good probability they're crazy. If somebody tells you they're going to come after all of your stuff, they probably are going to come after all of your stuff. If someone tells you that they're only 
basically a friend of yours to get stuff from you and they imply that indirectly or directly, they're probably telling you the truth. And usually the first time somebody says something to you when they're even joking with you, it's the truth. And then they'll sit back for a second and they'll go, well, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe that's not something I should have brought up. And they'll kind of laugh about what they said. Listen to what they say the first time. And they're going to probably tell you exactly what their intent is. And then realize that when they tell you the truth of what they're planning on doing, you need to believe them. <laughs> I don't know how to make that any more clear. You, if someone tells you they're going to sneak in your house in the middle of the night and probably rob you when you're not home and they're joking – that's probably what they're planning on doing, and you need to take precautions against it. If they've got a key for your house, make sure you change your locks. Do whatever you need to do. Upgrade the security system. You know, Make sure that one of your kids are staying there or not, or a friend is staying there or not if you're not going to be there. Be careful with people that you hang around with. Be careful that you expose yourself to and allow them to know who and what you are, what you have, especially if you have storable food or if you've got guns or metals or whatever you've got. Be real careful. Just keep your mouth shut. And, of course, your metal should never be stored at your house. Anyhow, they should never be there, period. But the reality is, is that you know, you should have different caches of food. And you know, one thing that Austin was talking about, people are going to go out and go fishing. Let me say it to you this way. If it's legal in your state okay, and you have the ability to do it, you can buy what's called a seine net. And that what that is, it's like a 50-foot net that's about four feet five, four, feet, four to five feet tall. And really what it is, is a trommel net. It's a gill net. And what it does – when you walk with it, you know, you have one person on each pole. What ends up happening is you catch the fish that are available to you without having to use a hook line. Now, a lot of times this is used for bait. Now, remember, this is only legal in the state if it's legal in your state because it would be frustrating if you were going in and having to fish for food and you had no fish biting that night. Would it not be if you had to feed the kids? The same net will allow you, if it's legal in your state, to go in and pull the fish out without having to sit there with hook, line, and sinker. Now, make sure if the same net is going to be good quality. Make sure it's going to be, you know, not sensitive to UV light. Make sure you keep it stored and, uh, you know, out of the light. And uh, don't use it unless you absolutely had to because it will decimate the fish population if everybody started doing that. And even if you got smaller fish in that, you can still, you know, gut them and clean them and throw them in a pot of stew and, you know, with some vegetables or whatever and have protein available to you. Just saying that. Now, a lot of people don't have fish. A lot of people don't have ponds or rivers or streams or lakes around them. And the reality is they can't catch fish what they want. You also have all kinds of little varmints running around like rabbits. Oh, God, we're infested with them around here. And I would never eat a rabbit in the event that, you know, I could avoid it because they're really an unclean meat. But they're going to be everywhere and probably available for people in the event that somebody at this point in time, you know, really gets hungry. So, you know, we saw the same thing happen in the Great Great Depression, you know, the Tennessee Valley area in the southeastern United States up in the mountains, the Appalachians. They decimated the deer population because everybody went out to shoot deer to eat and they had to reintroduce the deer back into the areas. And this is so important that we understand this, that we understand that, you know, storable food is something that you need to have. But you also need to have a renewable resource. Have some ground set up with some good potting soil in it that you can grow your own vegetables. But remember, you're going to have the rabbits trying to eat your food. <laughs> Just let you know. And, and, and you're going to have the crows and everything else picking at everything. So you can also, also get root vegetables, you know, like, you know, like sweet potatoes and stuff like that, and grow them. And keep them going all of the time in the event that you need them. 
in a lot of areas make it illegal to have gardens in your own neighborhood or whatever, but you can always do one of those elevated tiered gardens on your back porch or whatever you could as long as you get plenty of sunlight in order to have a supply of food available there too. I know when I was in Germany the first time back in the 70s, I remember what ended up happening is pretty much every single person in Germany, in the even in the rural areas and in the, in the city areas that had a yard, had a garden planted in the backyard. And I asked them, why did you do this? Why do you have this? And they said, because of World War II, when everybody was starving. We all have had that ingrained in our personalities that you really need to have a source of food and you have to have a garden in your own backyard so you can feed yourselves and feed your family. I mean, literally everybody. Now, the last few times I've been there, of course, that's gone now. But I was talking, you know, I'm talking 30 years after World War II. They were still because the people that had fought World War II had starved for seven, eight years after World War II was over in Germany. They'd had enough of it and they were growing their own food supply. But nowadays with the you know, genetically terminating seeds, these crazy seeds that don't allow you to reproduce and replant them, that's going to be a problem too. You can also grow fruit trees in your yard. But again, you got to watch the squirrels and the rats and the rabbits and all the other stuff eating all the different buds off of them and all the rest of this stuff. You know, we've got some great, you know, leachy nuts here on our your property. And they they bloom every year, every other year, and they have you know, the whole trees covered in leachy nuts. But shoot, before the doggone things get ripe, the doggone crows pick at them and they're all gone. And, you know, and the same thing, we have a huge mango tree on, in our backyard. The squirrels get the mangoes. And so it's just one of those things. When you're feeding yourself, you got to be prepared for all of that stuff on an ongoing basis. By the way, a brave U- U- United uh, European Union politician delivers a message to the global tyrants. Members of the European Parliament, Christine Anderson, has been an unyielding opponent, opponent, opponent to Klaus Schwab's Great Reset agenda. And by 2030, you'll own nothing. You'll be happy. We're going to change your DNA. We want you to live in a 200-square-foot apartment and have a golf cart to drive so you can't go anywhere. And we want to make sure that you, you're a good slave so we can feed you and give you soli and green, you know, which Charlton Heston talked about in that movie a long time ago. But that was just a joke. We're not going to make it from people. It's going to be okay. Yeah, this parliament, Anderson, has established herself as a few politicians left who represent the interests of the European people. September was 13 with no difference, as Anderson took no prisoners in her latest warning to the global totalitarian elite before the European parliament. In a session specifically focused on the COVID-19 response of the World Health Organization, she said and ended the meeting with a powerful statement. This is they want you to wear a mask. Say no. They want you to put in another mRNA exact injection. Say no. Tell them to. Okay, I'm going to read it. Okay, I, I didn't realize it was, was going to go to this level. I, I kind of like this lady, actually, but I'm, I'm going to read this to you now. Quote, I'm going to quote it to you. I'm quoting it, so I will clear that. Quote, they want you to wear a mask. Say no. They want you to put in another mRNA injection. Say no. Tell them to screw themselves and go to hell. For that's where they belong. <laughs> Christine Harris, I just thought I'd give you the quote. You guys can make with it as you want to make with it. <laughs> we need to find a way to wake people up because the point is simply this. It comes down to a choice. It's either freedom, democracy, and the rule of law or enslavement. These are continuing to be her quotes. There's no such thing in between. There's no such thing as a little freedom or a little democracy or a little rule of law, just as there is no such thing as a little enslavement. So that's the choice. It comes down to it's either the globalitarian misanthropists or the people. It comes down to it's either us or them, and that's I think, is what it's all about. Quote, now when my colleagues and I were elected to this parliament, there was no question about it. We were on the side of the people because the people actually pay us to act in their best interest. That's our job, and once again, 
I will say to every single elected representative around the world, to every single member in every elected government around the world, if you do not unequivocally stand with the people and serve their best interests, act in their best interests, you have no place in any parliament or in any government. You belong behind bars. You may even rot in hell for all I care at this point because that's exactly what you deserve if you sell out the people. She's on to say, now I would like to make a promise to the people. I'm pretty sure I can speak on behalf of my colleagues. We will continue to stand for you, the people. We will continue to fight for freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. We will not shut up. We will stop, not stop going after these despicable globalitarian rulers. But we would like also to make a promise to uh, – like, like you to make a promise to us. You may have heard it's all coming back. The first country is already starting to talk about mask mandates. They already are imposing it. I heard a few universities in the United States, they're already bringing it back. And I would really like for you, the people, to simply say, no, they want you to wear a mask. No, they want you to put on another m shot. No, they want you to impose a curfew on you. Say no, that's really all you have to do. It might not sound a little hard, but it's actually not that hard because once you have made it clear to them that you will no longer go along – once you've made it clear to them, they cannot scare you anymore because as long as you are afraid, that's fear of what they might do if you don't comply, they will have power over you. Take the power away from them. Simply say no. Once you do that, they don't have the power over you anymore, and you will feel so free. Simply say no. I like this woman. She's really cool. The reality is, is that that's what we need in the United States. We need politicians that are going to talk like that. When's the last time you heard someone talk about that? Hmm? When you have to hear anybody talk about that, you don't. Ever, unless they do it and you can't see it on TV and they don't broadcast it because they're basically controlled by the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan network on TV anyhow. So they may say it. By the way, here's an interesting article. This is from a lady who likes to talk about you know, UFOs. Boys near-death experience exposes hidden alien demonic agenda. Many people believe that aliens exist. However, what if the aliens in fact aren't? Basically, aliens, they're demons in the skies. I will also add to that fallen angels. This is what one young boy told his mother before passing away once he reached 13 years of age. Profound. Well, I'm not going to read you the rest of this stuff, but I'll, I'll post it for you. But the reality is, is that we have to understand that this other life that we have, this other place that we have, all of this stuff is very, very real. There's another world out there that we haven't been able to see until we basically go there after we leave here. But remember. Heaven is real and death is a lie. You don't die. You just change addresses. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? No, yeah, you're spot on with it. And that's, that's why the constant push with the fear mongering is always to try to remove hope from everyone. So they always want to do. They always want to make people live in a state of perpetual fear. State of fear can just make you everything, everything bad. There's no question about it. There's nothing positive about being consistently fearful all the time. There's good, healthy fears to things like, hey, if you walk out on the road and there's a bus coming, I'm not going to step in front of it because it's going to hit me. I'm just standard. Okay, I know. That's, that's, I don't want to get hit by a bus. Let's not do that. But living around and hypothetically thinking about things and being paranoid about them, which the mainstream media is incredibly good at hyping and doing, that's designed to be a distraction. That's designed to keep people focused on the wrong thing. It's the sleight of hand narrative that I've told you about. The same thing the magicians do. This is designed to keep people in a perpetual state focused on fear instead of what they need to be focused on, such as Christ or the truth or making better, changing things that you can actively adapt to. Like Dad talked about yesterday, and we brought it up a lot on the show, when 
you're basically involved with something, a lot of times you got to take a step back and say, okay, what can I directly change on this? You know, what direct action can I do to help support this thing or this area or this topic? And a lot of times you'll find there's certain things that there's nothing you can do simply. I, I can't physically stop Abrams tanks from going over to Ukraine. You know, I don't, I don't have the connections to do that. Obviously the entire country and Senate is corrupt and they're going along with this. So it's just out of my hands right now. Now, can I make sure that my family stays strong and protected? Yeah. That my kids are being raised godly and being raised healthy? Absolutely. That my friends and family around me, that I'm constantly encouraging them? Yes. Local municipalities, cities, towns, you're trying to do the best you can to make sure they're doing the best they can and keeping people accountable? Absolutely. So that's one thing you got to take a step back sometimes because, you know, a lot of times we deal with stuff on the show and all these different topics, and you start realizing sometimes – there's things that need to be addressed. You need to not acknowledge them. You need to know what's happening. And then you take a step back and say, okay, put that on the shelf, deal with something else. That's just, now I know it. Now I can do something about it. If I have an option, other than that, focus on the things you can do. For example, now it looks like, <laughs> this is funny, which I got to give kudos finally to Poland for standing up for this nonsense. Poland now has announced that they will no longer be arming Ukraine or sending any more support to them. Said Poland will no longer arm Ukraine and will focus on its own defense. Polish Prime Minister Morawski announced just hours after Warsaw summoned Ukraine's ambassador related to a fresh war of words and spat and just a bunch of nonsense. And what I want to say here this is a huge face mark from the beginning of the end. Within the last 48 hours, relations between Poland and Ukraine quickly spiraled to its lowest point and essentially – Poland realizes there's something else going on and they want nothing to do with it any longer. And they're going to start supporting their own country, their own military, their own munitions. Because I've told you guys this before. One of the other strategies that's being done right now, in my opinion, is with Ukraine, is the United States military, along with NATO and a whole host of other countries, it's stripping their reserves. Not only is it stripping the reserves, it's giving more money back to the military industrial complex to start allocating funds and more contracts, but they're also stripping the key reserves on different types of ammunition, equipment, material, parts, etc., which is intentionally making a huge portion of the United States military defunct. I don't know how you can have a trillion-dollar-a-year budget, yet still suddenly can't maintain parts, can't maintain parts, and can't you know, take care of planes and all these equipment they're having problems with on a regular basis. I hear all the time in the military waiting on parts. This is broke. They can't maintain this. Well, it's kind of what happens when you keep sending everything to another country. It's just a giant money laundering scheme. And so I guess Poland now has said that they've had enough of it. They will no longer supply Ukraine with any weapons whatsoever, and they essentially will be focusing on their own military. Kudos to Poland. Glad somebody's actually finally saying what everybody's thinking <laughs> and continuing to get the truth out there on a regular basis. Also, to another news, this is interesting. I saw this earlier. So I had a couple people email me about it. I want to clarify this. I am not a huge Russell Brand supporter. I'll let you guys know that. He's a big new ager. I'm not somebody that I'm like promoting. I brought that up the other day about the sexual allegations against him and also basically against Ballard is ironically timed right when a lot of stuff is coming out. I know Russell Brand's had a very wild past in his history. How He has, however, been very, very, very overwhelmingly vocal about the deep state, about pharmaceutical companies, about the military industrial complex. I mean, very vocal about it, including having massive podcasts that have blown up with huge numbers and that basically they have tried to censor. Now, because of this alleged sexual allegation against him, YouTube 
has fully demonetized and pulled his YouTube account down as far as monetization. Now, Rumble has now said the UK Parliament has now come in now and demanded that Rumble demonetize his entire Rumble channel in the wake of the sexual allegation. Now, here's what's crazy about this. He hasn't been arrested. He hasn't been indicted. He didn't have something that basically he's been convicted of yet. And again, I'm not saying he's innocent. I'm not defending any aspect of it. This, though, is the problem, very real problem, with the cancel, with cancel culture that we're now starting to see ensue. And it's getting very aggressive, guys. And I'm using this as an analogy with Russell Brand. Not, again, that I'm supporting him, but I'm letting you know this is where it's starting to go. Anytime they find you, they find something that they want you talking about. They find somebody that's really, really big that was a basically globalist elite boy before, and all of a sudden they flipped the script just like they did with Kanye West. They will do everything they can to eviscerate you in the media. And now when we start having these big tech companies come in, demonetizing you, banning you, blocking you because there's an allegation against you, whew, well, you're talking about a very, very slippery, dark road that leads to massive, massive control and censorship people can and can't say. This is why I was so vocal during COVID about what was going on with big tech, how you had Instagram and Facebook and all these social media platforms that were literally blocking and banning and demonetizing and sometimes fully deleting pages simply because the page would bring up something about ivermectin or bring up something about the RNA gene therapy shot that was rolling out. Zero tolerance. And yet now here we are and it's continually escalating more and more and more. That's why some of these independent platforms and some of these uh, social media platforms have become so big and prominent now over the last couple of years that don't stifle free speech. Because the thing about it is that's the, the tricky thing about being able to speak freely. There's people that are going to say stuff that you don't agree with. There's going to be people that say stuff that you don't like. That's okay. You don't have to agree with what everybody says, nor do you have to listen to them. You can just turn it off if you don't want. But when you start having Big Tech, who, by the way, is directly involved with the CIA, directly involved with the FBI. We already know that from con congressional testimony and everything else we've seen with Zuckerberg and the files that uh, basically Elon Musk dumped on Twitter. If you guys remember that at the beginning of the year, showing direct conversations, emails on a daily basis with the FBI and with Facebook and Meta going in and saying we need all these accounts blocked right now because they're putting out basically hate speech or you know unfactual information. When you start allowing an agency, a group of people that are not elected, by the way, to come in and start dictating what they think is free speech, what they think is okay to say, and they are able to block and ban anything they don't want, guys, you're going into full-blown communism right there. That's exactly what it is. This is what happens every time. This is why it's so important to continue to support shows like this and other shows that you agree with that are getting the truth out there on a regular basis because we couldn't do it without you guys. We really, really couldn't. And so I appreciate the constant support because when you get this show out there, it's going everywhere. and People are hearing it and people are getting the information out more and more. If you can't afford the show, at least for the articles we post on the website, we try to make it as easy as we can. Access right on the front page. You can highlight it. You can click on it. The links are all live and hot. So you can click on it and go right to you know another window. 
as far as what's actually happening, but it's really, really important right now. Everybody gets very active and starts pushing this information out there in order to encourage other ones because this, this shot that they're rolling out with this week, it is a very, very disturbing shot as far as this RNA gene therapy with zero clinical trials on it at all, not to mention they're combining it with two other shots that they're telling everybody to get now. I highly encourage you to encourage people that are awake at least for the most part Make sure you're telling them to do their own research on this and stay away from it because we need all the good, sharp, healthy patriots we can right now. We don't need people checking out early for no reason at all simply because it took a shot. What do you think, Deb? You know, it's it's crazy. It's like that EU politician says. Say no to the masks. Say no to the isolation. Say no to the shots. Say no to everything. Just tell them no. The thing we don't get here in this country, and this, this is aggravating, we've got about six or 700 people up there in Congress. And they dictate 200, well, well, 300 million, whatever's left here, it hadn't died yet. Uh, they, you know, 300, who knows, what, who knows what the real numbers are now because of the death shot. And, of course, we have massive immigration, like, you know, 10, 11,000 people coming in on one night. So that's mitigating the death responses that we're having in the country with these people are coming in unvaccinated. But the truth of the matter is, is that these people that are out there that are doing this to us, they're tiny numbers. The Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan Network is about 200,000 people. That's it. Okay, that's that's what they want. Then they, they want a couple thousand slaves each, twenty five hundred slaves or whatever they say in their books, which is about five hundred million people left on the planet. That's the goal. That's their stated goal. Uh, they believe they're going to get that many slaves each. You know, these people need to be locked up on the island of Madagascar. They can sodomize each other to death. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I said that. That's terrible to say, but I'm sick of them. They're a bunch of perverts is what they are. But, but the problem we've got here is that the people in the United States won't stand up against them. They won't stand up against these unlawful mandates and all the rest of this stuff because we've been taught to go along, to get along because of the Sophia Reference Bible and basically Romans being taken out of context to do whatever they tell you to do regardless of the consequences to you, your family, or your health. That's the goal here they want to do is destroy everything. And the sad part about this is, is that in the event that we don't get this and understand that all we have to do is say no. I remember the Bible says, you know, it deals with sexual sin. Just flee. Just run away. Don't try to fight against it. Just flee. Here's the thing. We're not fleeing from sexual sins here. This is not what he's talking about. We're talking about standing firm and digging a line in the sand, like it says in Ephesians, and putting and basically our full armor on and standing and not backing up. That's what it says. Stand. And no matter what, stand. We're not doing that because the pulpits have stopped doing that because of now, – now do you understand? Okay, now I'm not, I'm not trying to be too simplistic here. Now we have to understand, including myself, why they did what they did with the Schofield Reference Bible and why Darby wrote this mess and then Schofield basically plagiarized the mess and while, why Samuel Untermeyer promoted this stuff and pushed it to the press. Remember, the same Samuel Untermeyer who blackmailed Woodrow Wilson to push the Federal Reserve Act and Income Tax Act and also getting us into World War I and the push to the League of Nations. That same Samuel Untermeyer, the same Samuel Untermeyer that wanted – who was a hardcore staunch Zionist who wanted the country of Israel back to take away from the Palestinians, who worked with Lord Balford for the Balford Declaration, telling that the, – the, the, telling that the, the, the Rothschild said they'll get the United States into the war. But they want Palestine to be basically Israel again because they wanted to get that Schofield Reference Bible into our universities. So 100 years later, then no matter what Israel did, which is the home of the Costa Nostra, it's the home of the Jewish mafia, it's the home of the Rothschild banking cartel and their non-extradition country where they can run the affairs and the machinations of the world, that in Switzerland, non-extradition country again. 
in order to basically get the United States so dumbed down and so believing the lie of the Schofield Reference Bible and so believing that if you say anything against Israel, the home of the Costa Nostra, that you at that point will have you and your country cursed. Well, since we started believing this stuff, how's it going for the country? I'm asking the question to you guys. Now, as, as an open platform question, you can text me and email me. How's it going since the 40s, since we declared Israel a state and we allowed them to get nuclear weapons, which Kennedy was diametrically opposed to, one of the reasons they killed him? Why in the world do we think we've been blessed as a nation as we've slidden down the slope of cultural Marxism and perversion in every area of our life? Why do we think we've been blessed by giving them billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars? Or, or USS Liberty being strafed in 67, trying to start World War III. Why do we think that the support of this state that is the number one homosexual destination in the world, when they have a homosexual parade, 400,000 people come out on the streets, why do we think supporting this, no matter what they do, is going to bless us? Come on, guys. Israel had its chance in history. It wouldn't stop serving other gods and sacrificing its own children to Baal, Moloch, and Asherah. Read the book of Deuteronomy. You'll see it for yourself. They got disbanded. This has nothing to do with them. The end times are being created by the satanic group that's trying to rebuild the third temple to bring the doggone Antichrist out onto the temple steps to declare himself God after he pierces himself with the spear of destiny in the Holy of Holies. That's what this is all about because they run the planet. The fallen angels still do. This is their domain. That's why we talk about what we talk about on this show, and nobody else wants to put those pieces together that I just told you. And that, that's the interesting part about it is because – if you can see the truth, the truth will set you free. It does it every single time. It always sets you free. At least you see the truth. I love you guys. I really do. And I, it's my honor and my privilege to pray for you. Gosh, thank you so much for your support of Health Masters. Austin, finish it up, guys, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And this is, you know, this is why we do this. This is how we can do this. This is why we bring you a show every single day live zero commercials, zero ads, zero, you know, <laughs> pop-ups, anything like that. That's why on our website, I don't have cookies on there. I don't track anything. I'm one of the only websites left, I think, in the world that doesn't track you and have cookies and have to accept me, you know, accept the cookie tracking software. All that drives me up the wall, especially when I go to Patriot pages that are allegedly Patriot pages. And all of a sudden they have all these cookies you have to accept and you can't reject any of them. They, you got to let them track you around. I'll X out of it. I won't even, I won't even utilize them. I won't even support it. I'll be honest with you on that. Cause you're not going to sit there and talk out of both sides of your mouth. You're not going to sit there and say that you're about freedom and about honor and about patriotism, but yet your website wants to basically use my algorithm and track me around the entire internet everywhere I go all day. It's very, very important with privacy now on the internet utilize it carefully keep your permissions turned off on all of your apps if you're not using them keep your microphones and your cameras turned off and by all means keep your cameras covered your front camera and your back cover there's cases i have a case where it has a camera slide on the back to keep it covered i keep tape on the front people laugh at me sometimes like, Austin, you're you're paranoid i'm not paranoid i just value my privacy I know, I have seen it, I have been told, I have watched the paperwork and looked at the documentation on what the NSA and what these spy agencies do. Not that you can completely stop all of it, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to consent and just knowingly give them information on a regular basis that they can use and basically algorithm and data mine me, period. So I appreciate you understanding that, what we do with Health Masters, why we have zero cookie trackers, why we have zero Google Analytics, we have zero monitoring whatsoever on there, and if we utilized it, could we probably generate more sales and you know direct target market people and direct add them? Probably. But at the end of the day, 
I value my customer's privacy more than I have to do that because that's why, the way I would want to be treated. So thank you for supporting Health Masters. If you need anything, you know where to get a hold of us. Told you guys yesterday the product of the week, the vitamin C caps with antioxidants on sale right now. Great product, standard product in my arsenal every single day. Keeps the immune system really pushing forward. And staying strong, that way you can microdose it throughout the day, keeping quercetin and vitamin C continually in your bloodstream all throughout the day. And also, too, be sure to check out the new joint rebuilding formula that we got in stock now. Really good formula, cleaned it up, added some few things to it, really, really stepped it up. So if you guys want to check that out, be sure to check it out. It's on the front page of the website at healthmasters.com. Continue, please, to get the truth out there. I can't reiterate that anymore and continue to monitor your own health and encourage your friends. You know, if you see somebody and, you know, they have interest in questions, Hey man, how can I get in better shape? Or how can I get healthy? How can I do this? Use the information you find on here or tell them to call us. Up. I'll give them information, but it's so important right now in the times that we're in that people have the stamina and the endurance and the, you know, the muscle stamina and the immune system to be able to handle anything that we're exposed to. Cause I've, like I said before, I find it comical and I've talked to people that, you know, are like-minded or patriots and they're telling me how they're going to do this and they're going to gear up and they're going to do that. If something happens and, you know, they go up a flight of stairs and they're wheezing and coughing because they're 400 pounds. They go, oh, I can't go up the stairs. I'm like, Okay, what are you, you going to do with a plate carrier on? you got to sprint 50 yards with an M4 in your arm. Just see how well that happens. I mean, not. So, again, continue to keep your immune system and your body strong on a regular basis. I appreciate everything, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>